1: The man who died, who gave that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Cause there ain't no doubt, I love this land. God bless
2: the USA. God bless the USA. My guest today uh, Mark Sutherland was at, the, uh, at Chicago, and he went to the Parliament of the World's Religions, and uh, he's got a great story to tell about what he experienced while he was there for several days. He was there with Carl Tykrib and they spent several days Uh, dealing with some of the fruitcakes that uh, attended the uh, Parliament of World Religions. So this should be a very interesting discussion. And Mark, I'm going to introduce you to someone you've not met before, but uh, Elizabeth Liz Yore is a lady. She's an attorney from the Chicago area, and she worked with the Illinois uh, Department of... uh, Uh, Children's uh, Department of Children and Family Services. She spent five years working with uh, Oprah Winfrey and her HARPO program. And uh, Liz has been at the Vatican numerous times, and she was actually invited there by uh, Pope Francis. And I got a chance to see exactly what was going on with this new Marxist uh, uh, pope that we've got. But anyway, it looks like uh, Thumper, we're ready to go. Go ahead and play our lead in, and we'll get back to the program.
0: All All right. right, here we go.
1: If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife Soda, to the hills of Tennessee. Across the plains of Texas. Oh, from sea to shining sea. From Detroit down to Houston. New York to LA. Where there's pride in every American heart. And it's time we stand.
2: Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Connecting the Dots with Dan Happel. I see that uh, Mark Sutherland and Elizabeth Yore are with us. Uh, We're also going to be joined at a a certain point by uh, Alex Newman. Alex is going to be joining because he wants to hear what uh, Mark has to say about the Parliament of Uh, of modern religions or whatever crazy thing that they came up with uh, in Chicago. And Liz said she wanted to go to that, but she had some other commitments and couldn't make it. She's going to be very interested in what you have to say, Mark, because um, Liz has worked with uh, trying to stop human trafficking. She has identified many of the problems within the Catholic Church that uh, pedophilia and some of the things have been covered up under uh, Pope Francis. Uh, She's got quite a good background. She wrote for the Remnant magazine for a long time. I don't know if she still is, but uh, she's very definitely someone who understands the whole human trafficking and how it's tied in with the modern Catholic Church. And you're going to be talking about what you discovered in Chicago with the whole uh, parliament of world's religion. So uh, with that said, Mark, welcome to the program. Good to see you, my friend.
3: Dan, fantastic to see you again. It was fantastic to see you. Um, it looks like maybe just over a week ago when we were at the Red Pill, it was fantastic to see you and to see uh, other other friends, and it was a real shot in the arm and a real encouragement for me personally. And, no, thank you for having me on the show, and I look forward to uh, meeting Liz as well because I think there is a heck of a lot of synergy that I am – trying to get my head around very fast so let's make some huge uh tributes here because our dear mutual friend carl Tigrip has been, at, let's just lay out a few things, has been at the center of this, of researching places like this and others. And of course, at UN meetings, we're fully aware that our other dear mutual friend, William, uh, William Jasper, has been a journalist, was a journalist at the UN for 32, 33 years. We're fully aware, um, thank goodness as well, for the, for the work that uh, Alex Newman does by attending COP 26, 27, etc. And all the other meetings that he goes to. And the reason why I'm saying that is like Carl's book, Game of Gods, people look it up. Um, it has got so much information in there and footnotes. I'm not saying that because I get any money out of that. I don't. He's a dear friend. I want to see his book out there because of the information. And the reason why I'm starting with that is for this reason. I have just spent a week with I believe some of the crack troops of guerrilla evangelists that you will ever meet in your life and there were here's the number there were 11 of us there just 11 just 11 in Chicago and it's a shame it's great that Liz said she would have loved to have been there shame she wasn't but why have Christians why have you know people that attend churches in that area why are they not attending this place and finding out what's going on so i just want to throw that out there mm. and that can be part maybe part of our discussion so i flew from the red pill i went in there to the parliament of world religion so the first parliament and i just want to say this carl you know, you and you and I will get. We will get Carl back. Carl and I will come back maybe in September because Carl is going off to another important cultural influencer, which is Burning Man in the in the Nevada Desert. Mm-hmm. So these are two events that I believe, if I may be so bold to say, that the Christian Church has completely and utterly taken the eye off the ball for those of us that are bible believing christians and we stand on what the word of god says and we have a world view of seeing what is going on in regard to building this new world order that i just say that because unfortunately the world parliament of religions is just that it's an interfaith movement it's the interfaith movement now Mark, Mar, can yeah.
2: I can I uh, in, interrupt just at this point? I mean, it represents uh, paganism. It represents witches. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I mean, these are things that are completely outside of what we would consider mainstream religion. I mean, there are some that are in there, but uh, mm. a lot of this is full of these fruitcake ideas that uh, are part of this. New World Religion, and that New World Religion is based in paganism and Luciferian uh, beliefs. It really isn't anything to do with Christ or no. with Christianity.
3: No. no, but the big issue is this, is how is how um, the, the, the church has then been infiltrated by the New Age. So let's let's name a few people. You know, one of one of the pe- the people that I have no time for whatsoever, but is a huge influence. So if you then take um, people like Rick Warren, Rick Warren, you know, um, was it Saddleback or whatever? Um, sorry, if I get that fact wrong. But he is someone you know. The one foundation there's connections to the Council of Foreign Relations. He has just been kicked out of, I think, the Southern Baptist Association, et cetera, et cetera. But he is now honorary honorary chancellor of Spurgeon's College, Charles Spurgeon, absolutely, in in South London. So this guy has been pushing a to me a one a one world religion agenda but it's the key thing that we have to ask ourselves of how all all these things permeated the church so dan you're absolutely right when i'm sitting in a seminar i'm sitting in a seminar right with a guy called richard raw now richard raw i think used to be a franciscan monk i'm not sure whether he's 65 approaching 70. there is this panel now there was 11 of us there there are um, a shout out to um, Bill Hunsberger, who was there, Don v- Vino, who was there. And if I've murdered their names, I apologize, guys. We-, we need these guys on the show as well. They have been at this kind of thing, like with Carl, for many, many, for many, many years. Now, if you take Bill and Don for argument's sake, they will go through how the church has been infiltrated in America by the new age. And then unfortunately, unfortunately, every cultural change that comes out of California goes around the rest of the world. So when I'm sitting in a seminar and Richard Raw and others, and I can't find it here quickly, to name these people. And I think if, if uh, when Carl and I come back on, we need to name these people. And there is Richard Rohr, etc. They are discussing taking psychedelic drugs to find God. Now there's someone from a Baptist background on there and all the rest. <laughs> now, I don't know about you, and I'm sure you would agree with me, but if any person with drugs came near my children, they would not be standing up. Let's just make that extremely clear. And suddenly I felt I was living in a, a sort of a post Woodstock situation, right? And this is utter, utter lunacy. But I come back to it, and there's going to be a theme here, Dan. Why is the church, why is the church not there? Thank you. Thanks, Thumper. Thank you, Thumper, for finding for finding that. Yeah, we're going to
2: put in uh, Featured Luminaries. That is the uh, – it's called Featured Luminaries. Click on that, and you'll be amazed how many
3: uh... – Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, Thumper, thank you very much. Absolutely. So, here we go. If you look at that, if you just stop that a minute, you stop that a minute, and just look at those people on there, Right, and please, Dan, remind me, and I just need to write a note. The mayor, mayor of uh, San Antonio, I need to, uh, I need to address that issue. So look at them, particularly if you go down to the second, uh, second row there, um, from the left. But you see there is a blonde woman in the middle there, highly influential. Then you've got people from you know Episcopalian Church there, the Lutheran Church, etc. Cetera, etc., cetera, all all pushing this this uh, one-world religion, this interfaith movement. And now this mm-hmm. this is the key thing, and this is where, where someone like Carl has has really been working on this and exposing this. When you are then walking into these seminars, and I'm going to, I don't know, Thumper, if you could come back to my camera, right? If you could come back to me, I don't know if people can see this, right? This is the book that they give out, right? Look at this, at how thick this is, okay? This weighs a heck of a lot of, a few pounds, my friend. And in here are all the seminars, okay, that are being listed. So from from the Monday to Friday. Now, supposedly your best friend of mine, uh, Nancy Pelosi, was supposed to be addressing the Parliament of World Religions. I don't think that happened, but I know that your other friend, Dan. Jesse Jackson, actually turned up. He actually Mm -hmm. turned up as well. It was addressed by the mayor of Chicago and all all of this kind of thing. What the key message is this? and And Alex has talked about this when he has attended COP27. And, of course, Debbie Guadalupe is also backing that up and saying this. And, of course, with Debbie's, you know, Um, work and yours in regard to Agenda 21 and Agenda 30. The key has to be said that the interfaith movement, they have been using the, the inverted commas church to push all of this radical agenda. That's something that we have to face up to. Now, you and I, We we would term that especially when they're starting to spout new age nonsense and all the rest. I've witnessed quite a lot, and I'm going to I want to give you a case in point. So, the whole thing of the worship of Gaia, the worship of Mother Earth, we need to um, we need to get rid of fossil fuel. Now, you and I can have an interesting discussion about whether you know oil is a fossil fuel and i'll turn and say what a wonderful gift from god it it doesn't it's not it, this is a shock to some mm. it doesn't run out having talked to various oilmen it doesn't run out right mm. so under this whole thing of pushing all this and going right well we're all worried that the earth is going to naturally warm up you know, by another 1.5 degrees centigrade. And if it does, and if it's pushed over the edge, then that's it. So, without a word of a lie, the first seminar I walked into with some excuse of Christians who are saying that they are in the media and all of this, they're all part of the emerging church nonsense. They are all part of a movement that moves away from what the Bible talks about, what the Bible says. They are moving away from the tenants. They then become pro-gay marriage, pro-wokeism. Every single rainbow, you know, they're out there. They are then pushing transgender and all the rest. Now, I've witnessed one particular site, which I really want, I'm, I'm going to say I've really got to get out of my head, which is a man in a skirt with a beard with a church dog collar on walking around right now I'm gonna say this as well these people need Jesus they need Jesus like everyone our big the thing is when we are alpha males when we have quite rightly a biblical the biblical viewpoint on marriage etc sexuality for us then to be within that atmosphere this is challenging. This is absolutely challenging. So one seminar I was in there within 3 minutes a ju- excuse of a journalist said that the nearest person I can think of who is the antichrist is Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So that was rather interesting. Then someone goes uh, later on in other seminars you get the impression the other person that they think is nearest to the Antichrist is Putin. So that then creates an interesting discussion and viewpoint. So they're then we will, I want to come to this in regard to Ukraine. So one seminar that I was in on the Thursday is the faith-based divestment from fossil fuels. I'll just repeat that because some of us need to get our head around the fact that these lunatics are discussing this. And I will say it again, as you know, my dear friend, when you are in front of people and you are hearing straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Or oh, the other end. Yeah. Or yeah. the other end, good one then. <laughs> um, the fact the fact is you can't deny it. So I'll read you this, right? Faith-based divestment from fossil fuels. A major cause of the climate emergency is the extraction and burning of fossil fuels. Coal, gas, and oil. To avoid catastrophic catastrophic effects of global warming, a zero-carbon economy must be achieved by 2050. But emissions of greenhouse gases are still rising. Divestment means that the finances of any institution or individual do not support fossil fuel extraction directly or indirectly is now a global movement totaling trillions of dollars. Faith-based institutions are a significant part of this movement, selling assets related to the fossil fuel industry and also committing not to invest them in the future divestment sends a message both to the industry and society at large that moving to a carbon-free economy cannot be delayed and the teachings of our faith traditions require us to take action in this session expert speakers present on the divestment programs and strategies in their faith communities and the values of which they are based so imam safet Katovic is a trustee of POWR, and I'll try and work out that definition, and the former head of ISNA's Interfaith Dialogue Office. The Reverend Rob For, is the Director of Faith-Based Investing and Corporate Engagement for the Presbyterian Church USA. Hmm. Professor Michael Trice is a trustee of POWR and the Director of the Centre for Ecumenical and Interreligious Engagement at Seattle University. I go on. I'm going to mm-hmm. leave the last one as the punchline. David Hales is an American environmentalist. He chairs the Climate Action Task Force at the Parliament of the World Religions. Karina Gore, yes, Al Gore's mm-hmm. daughter, is the founder and executive director of the Center for Earth Ethics at Union Theological Seminary in New York. Now, David Hales took great delight in saying we are winning. We are winning. We are we are disim we are divesting. We are taking money out. We are winning. We've spent um, I don't know a trillion a trillion and a half dollars convincing the oil industry and others that this is wrong, et cetera, et cetera, and that the oil industry has only spent a trillion dollars or whatever Um, saying that, no, it's fine, and with all their lobbyists and all the rest. Now, Karina Gore talked about the fact that they had divested their investments in 2014. Now, during this discussion, they said, of course, we have now reached, you've heard this before from someone, we have now reached the fact that discussing climate change no, we don't have to discuss it. It's we know that it's real. We don't there's no more moratorium on this. But any basically the virtue saying any climate deniers have to be burnt at their equivalent of the stake, and that's it. And we have to not engage with these people anymore, and that's it. Well, I was just reflecting on this and having, as you know, moving around uh, because I am in the uh, in my undisclosed location within the U.S., of course, I was at that uh, I was at the Parliament of World Religions in Chicago, and as I've been moving around for some time, um, the whole of your economy would ground to an utter halt. Absolutely, if you are not allowed to move your massive trucks, transiting goods from one area of the country to another. And having had the privilege to go up to North Dakota as well as a tourist, quite a rare event, I've been told, and getting off um, coming out of the airport there at Bismarck, and then realizing that this then, this area along with you know Montana, South Dakota, along with uh, Wisconsin, etc, this is where, and others, the industry is based for feeding this country and feeding the world. When I have a discussion with someone who says to me, their farm is 18,000 acres. I can't even imagine the size of that. But they've got a farm that's 18,000. So we're looking at, you know, the breadbasket of America and then, of course, exporting that around the world. So how are these... And I will call them utter numpties, because you cannot, Dan, you know, as as Christians, we want to reach out. Our priority priority is the gospel. And we want to reach out and use whatever vehicle we can use to do that. And if it means that we are politically engaging, they, I just feel I've, I've never met such delusion. I feel that they're totally and utterly deluded, but there were some shining lights. Now, I am not saying this for effect. I want people to understand. You said it, my dear friend, the pagan occult influences. Now, I don't know the woman's name off the top of my head. I can find out. Or maybe we won't quote that. But during this particular seminar last Thursday, And it started at 8, ended at half past 9. Halfway through it, and Carl and I, we attended this seminar together, and I witnessed this. This woman came in to talk to the gentleman, uh, I think it's David Hales, who was chairing the meeting. And Carl turned around to me and said, that woman is one of the most, if not the most important witch in the whole of North America. Now, hmm. let's do a tie-up here. This particular individual is at the Parliament of World Religions. This particular individual, then, is going into a seminar, Faith-Based Divestment from Fossil Fuels. Sheila Zelinsky, who wrote a book about this, where begins to lay out, of course, and as you have done, as Debbie has done, as Alex has done, and as Carl very much and others, this whole link between the Gaia worship, the worship of Mother Earth, the occult, going back into paganism, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking of the UK, which is absolutely ripe with paganism, and there, there is no doubt about it that fa- that um, you know Bible believing faith based Christians have held back some of this a lot of this activity they've held it back and god has used them to do that but we are now seeing i witnessed with my own eyes that the parliament of world religions this is then the un the globalist arm of a one world religious system they are mm-hmm. using the faith-based system and dan before i take a a little bit of drink i <laughs> I think I think personally, I suppose I'm saying this because I have just been there for the first time. The first Parliament was 1893. the second parliament I think was 1993. there was a hundred year gap. but as Carl has made it very clear to me that there was meetings that were going on like their own equivalent, their roundtable meetings that were going on. And we need to we need to map this. Like no other, you you have been at the forefront of this. When you talk about Kyoto, at the meeting they're having a go at you know the Paris the Paris Agreement in two thousand and fifteen. Of course, they're having a go at uh, uh, President Trump in regard to that. They're having a go at any any American, excuse me, who actually believes and turns around and says, "Well, sorry, my business will ground to a halt if I can't drive my truck." If I can't drive my van, the whole of your the whole of your system relies on that. You know these people are are laughing. They love it when you know your uh, your fuel goes up to five you know five fifty six fifty dollars dollars a gallon and all this kind of thing. They seem to have no understanding of how farmers, how people are going to run businesses. They think that these windmills. Which, as you know, and you've yeah. explained to me, the damage that they do offshore, within regard to dolphins, whales, and all the rest, the birds that they that they kill—we've got that at home. There is a, um, a an article I saw. I don't want to misquote it, but for the nutters who believe in all this ag- green agenda in Scotland, for argument's sake, it looks like they have chopped. Down 17 million trees to achieve. I've got to check this figure because it sounds a heck of a lot, but it's more than possible. The fact that they've installed these windmills that at a certain point when it's too, co- too cold need to turn by using a diesel generator, right? Mm-hmm. They need an outside source to turn them, etc. Dan, I think you have summed it up at the beginning. We are dealing with a, and Carl has said this, we are dealing with a cult ideology, an absolute, and I think Alex has described this, you know, in regard to COP and all the rest, a cult ideology. It's no, it's like you're trying to reach out, and there were some one or two very, very, very interesting conversations that we all had. There was a board, there was a board that says, um, how worried are you about climate change? And it said, very worried. And there are loads of people who put all their dots on there. And then it went to second, uh, the, you know, extremely worried, then to very worried to, maybe not so worried to, not worried at all. Well the extremely worried had loads of dots in it. And the not worried at all had eleven dots in it, which was all of us, which I thought was quite quite amusing because we'd all gone up there. But because of the eastern eastern religious input that really came began in many ways at the Parliament of World Religions in eighteen in eighteen ninety three, and you maybe there's a discussion that that's happening before now. I want to show you this. We get, you and I, we get books. Carl gets books. We collect this information, and and I want to encourage everyone. We all need to be building libraries. We need Mm -hmm. to be getting all these books. We need all this resource. So this gentleman ended up speaking at the Parliament of World Religions in eighteen. 93. There was a false start to that. He had heard about this in India, came from India to Chicago. Now, of course, Chicago at that time and then going into um, it economically and all the rest, it's a very, as you know, you know where it is, you're fully aware of the politics of Chicago and all the rest. And as we say, if we believe in Ephesians 6, we're not fighting flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. There is a huge spiritual battle that's going on in Chicago. It's not surprising if we list some of the people that have been part of that. So, this particular inter- individual, this, this um, you know, Vive- Vivekanda, and I'm be murdered his name, this individual had a lot to do with speaking at the World parliament and of course then with others then bringing ideas of of eastern religions in into into america so if you think think about cultural change if we then jump to uh, the beatles for argument's sake coming out of liverpool in the uk and then we look at their are then mixing with you know, Eastern religions care of India and all the rest and various gurus. And you look at, you look at the cultural change that has gone on. And I just think, um, if I can say politely that, the, I mean, until I was told about this, I didn't, I didn't realize it, exi- I've known it's existed because other friends have been there over the last few years, like for argument sake, in 2015. Many people do not know that it's existence. Many people have no idea the infiltration into the church. And Dan, you said a really important thing, which is this collectivism and this Marxist agenda. And I have caught myself saying that at at mid-Atlantic, in the middle of the Atlantic between the UK, between Britain and between the United States of America. I describe it like a veil, And if you fly from the UK to America, if you are quite rightly tuned in that way, you begin to understand what life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness actually means. You fly the other way, you then go straight into a socialist construct, no matter how many times Various members of the Conservative Party in the UK would deny that because I'd call most of them socialist. We then have to go through our history. Now, I'll throw this out, and I know I'm throwing a lot of information, but Mm -hmm. the reason why I'm throwing this information out, and as you and I, we go through history, we only have to think of what Karl has done in that regard and others. There is a movement called Swedenborg, I don't, of, uh, of some kind of, you know, philosophy, thinking, theosophy, before you could even ar- argue, before Alice Bailey, but it's totally on the same line, round about 1750. Now, that movement, you can argue, then has a huge influence on the fa- on creating the Fabian Society. You have a an amazing radio program that I have the privilege at time to host called Connecting the Dots. I was connecting dots in that seminar to go, what are the spiritual roots of this? And look at how the church has taken the eye off the ball. And in reference to the United States of America, your culture says, and I've been discussing this with people not too far from me here over the last day or so, Your culture then says, I don't want big government, I want small government, leave me alone, let me get on with running my business, let me care for my family, let me be family-centered, and I do not want big government. Absolutely, I stand on that, I stand with you, and I fully agree with you, but what has happened is that we within the church have taken the eye off the ball in regard to these kind of movements that have been going on because of the joining of putting people into political positions putting people realizing that if they get into the interfaith movement if they push the interfaith agenda interfaith into faith arena that is how the cultural change will happen massively where you and i see it there are people younger than us they might be earning good money but they have a collectivism and marxist ideal and they do not respect the historic roots of how america has come about they do not understand the constitution they do not understand why this is so important because this lot this lot at the parliament of world religions are with all these seminars, with all this training, are people that are bringing, helping to bring all of this in and that within church communities, I'm going to say it, they are then bringing in our demise. They're bringing in Mm -hmm. our demise because they're plugged into this. So I want to give you, I want to quickly just tell you another, another little anecdote. Right, because there's all of this going on, and there were um, members of staff there of the conference center, so they're in charge of um, you know running the audio visual and making sure that various things happen. I mean, I have to say it was one of the most disorganized conferences where you would go to go to a seminar and suddenly it's cancelled, and all this kind of thing. I understand that uh, the event management pulled out two weeks before, so that's rather interesting. Anyway, there's these guys, your average wonderful blue-collar worker, Chicago. They're sitting round a table, and I go up to them and I said, "Do you know what's going on here?" And these guys went, "No." I said, "These people here are plotting your demise," and they okay. go, well, "Why? Why do they want to do that?" Because they believe. They believe in a new world order. They basically want, it's genocide. And actually, they that was coming virtually out of their mouths, which is genocide of the human race. So I had a chat with these guys and they said, one guy said, well, I can't really give my political opinion, but I am the silent majority. And I said, hallelujah. I said, I want to reassure you and say that there are a few of us here that are researching what's going on so we can find out what's going on and take that information to other people because we care. And I said, I may not be from this country, but I care about this country very, very much. Dan, I just want to take it in a slightly different direction. I've got my I've got my computer here, but I want to give people an understanding. Carl Tigrib explained to me that it's the Bahá'í Faith. That are the centre of this in many ways. And because the Baha'i faith refers to the replacement of collective political norms and values of the 19th century, something I've just put, put up, They they passionately believe in a new world order. Hmm. Now, I don't really know much about the Baha'i faith, and I'm going to find out. Because by going to the Parliament of Religions, my dear friend, it's meant that I've got to find out about that. I've got to find out about this. And praise God that Jesus is my Lord and Savior and protector in that environment. Because some people say, well, how could you go into that? It's full of this. It's full of that. Absolutely, it's full of paganism. Absolutely, it's full of the, the occult. But my God is bigger than all of that. And I don't go in there... You know, I don't go in there um, not being aware of these things. I'm, I i do not mm-hmm. But Mark, Mark um,
2: oh, I, I'm Perfect. gonna. I want to get Liz uh, in this discussion because uh, Liz has been working with the Catholic Church for a very, very long time. She, she writes, uh, as I said, for the Remnant uh, Magazine. But um, one of the things that Liz did as an attorney working with the Illinois uh, children welfare and uh, uh, working with Oprah Winfrey uh, and trying to stop human trafficking around the world, uh, Liz had a chance to really get to see what the Vatican and what Pope Francis was all about fairly early on. And uh, Liz, you haven't said a word yet, so I want to welcome you to the program. Mark, this will give you a chance to get that drink, and uh, I I want you to hear what Liz has got to say about her uh, experiences with the same kind of stuff that was going on in the Catholic Church. Uh, Liz, you're going to have to unmute yourself.
4: There you go. Mark, I wanted to quote a great Brit because what you were talking about reminded me of his famous quote when people forget or stop believing in God, it's not that they believe in nothing, they believe in anything. And that anything is the craziness that you saw. And thank you so much for describing that was G.K. Chesterton. And I think, you know, it's we now see that when people don't have Jesus Christ in their life, um, that they will in their search for quote unquote spirituality, um, they will go down a very dark, dark place. Um, in 2013, I went to the Vatican. Uh, Pope Francis was sponsoring a human trafficking conference and Mark in audience, I thought, you know, here was the Pope talking about something that I cared a great deal about. I went into this conference, 80 people from around the world. And I, I thought I was in a radical NGO. Uh, uh, There were people from the Obama administration, radicals from the UN and talking about climate change. And what does climate change have to do with human trafficking? Absolutely nothing. There was not a mention of evil. Um, There was not a mention of um, what fuels human trafficking. So anyway, as a result, I realized something nefarious was going on in this brand new papacy. And, um, who was supposed to speak there, but Jeff Sachs, the famous Jess Jeffrey Sachs from the UN head of the UN sustainable development goals to my horror. What was he doing there? Jeff Sachs has spoken over 30 times at the Vatican as an invited premier guest speaker, um, head speaker. He's organized many of the events. Um, And, you know, Pope Francis has um, approved the Vatican's um, approval of the UN Sustainable Development Goals, which go against many of the tenets of the faith. Um, He's also written in 2015, the abominable um, Laudate Si', his um, eco-environmental encyclical calling for um, the end of air conditioners. If that's one thing that would kill old people, we know in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, what happened to old people who didn't have during a heat wave, um, describing the new ecological sin, right? And as a result, it's only gotten worse since then. He's gone from that to the Amazon Synod, um, promoting the Gaia uh, the Mother Earth, the Pachamama, who was revered, revered in St. Peter's. Unfortunately, um, there was a great Austrian young man who grabbed all the Pachamamas and threw them in the Tiber River. Um, but this this interfaith dialogue, which is interconnected with the ecological New World Order, One World Religion, began in in. Um, Chicago, but also was promoted by a global serial predator, a cardinal by the name of Ted McCarrick, who traveled around the world on behalf of the U.S. government, on behalf of the Catholic Church, promoting interfaith dialogue. And people who do not have a strong basis or, or have critical thinking skills will think, oh, dialoguing with interfaith communities. That sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Um, and instead, what happens is the watered down of Christianity, actually the eraser of Christianity, and we now have a pope that is talking about um, uh, uh, an Amazon Synod, an Amazon enculturation Catholic Mass, quote-unquote Catholic Mass, where they um, adore pagan idols, um, and Pachamama is a pagan idol, the goddess of fertility. So it is this interconnection, and as you probably saw in the conference, um, the um, the eco friendly interfaith dialogue is always the sky is falling. It's panic. It's you know everything is. We're at a catastrophe, and what I want to urge people is that I went back to the Vatican in 2015 with some of the finest scientists in the world um, who were absolutely shocked and panic-stricken because Francis was going to endorse this radical um, ideology, Um, and they were there to talk to him, you know, the Pope of Dialogue, right? This is about dialogue, right, folks? Um, they were trying to, and these are men who put men on the moon, ran NASA, the finest geologists at MIT, um, finest climatologist in the world. He would not sit down with them. He would not meet with them. His people would not meet with them. There is no such thing as a dialogue. This is a radical depopulation agenda, first and foremost. That's what they're doing with the fossil fuels because eliminating fossil fuels will not not only de-industrialize the West, but it will depopulate the poor who they care about and are exploiting. Africa will be devastated because the poor rely on fossil fuels to eat and to survive more, even more than we do. Um, so... But people, people are lazy. They're overwhelmed, frankly, with everything that's happening in their lives. But their churches are being hijacked. The Christian churches are being hijacked by this radical ideology. And, um, you know, Chicago is the belly of the beast. Saul Walensky... Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, John Podesta, Susan Rice, um, Valerie Jarrett—you go down the list. Joseph Bernadine. This is where it all started, um, and so we have—we have to have this clarion call that people—people people don't understand. We have the Satan Conference in Boston, which was sold out. We have Satan clubs in schools around the country. Um, We have the Satan Temple in Texas demanding that abortion is legal in Texas because it is their sacred liturgy, is it not? And so um, this is... You know, this is a clarion call. And going to this conference, you saw soup to nuts, I'm sure. Um, everything from the ecomaniacs to mostly
2: nuts, Liz. Mostly <laughs> well, nuts.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he pointed out the nuts. Um, so but the Catholic Church under this, you know, radical Marxist Pope, he um, yes. is knee deep in this and driving it and putting quite frankly into Catholic schools. And into just education, the curriculum of eco madness, um, and so um, you know, I've been trying to warn people: this is nothing but a retreat back to paganism, pure and simple, pagan worship. Um, you saw it, um, and people can't—you know—they just because they're not catechized. They don't know their Bible. um they don't know the tenets of their religion and and frankly, mm-hmm. and this is my last thing, the UN sustainable development goals, all I think seventeen of them, um are the new Ten Commandments. That's what they're going to be pushing is the, the new religion. um, and so it's time for people to wake up and start fighting back.
2: yeah, this has nothing to do with uh With religion, really, the new religion is Gaia. The new religion is this uh Satanism and paganism, and um certainly when they start talking about a a, a new religion that's inclusive of all these uh different uh weird things like witchcraft and paganism and all the rest. The one thing, and and Mark, you started talking about this, and then I'm going to turn it over to you, but you mentioned the Eastern religions. Virtually all of the Eastern religions do not believe in individualism. Virtually all of them believe in collectivism and in a collective identity and a groupthink. That is the Eastern religion way. And quite frankly, Christianity is the exact opposite of that. And, and because it was so uh, critical for the development of our country, the idea of unleanable rights, God-given rights, and that uh, rights do not come from man, they come, come from God.
3: Right. No, absolutely. And can I just say, Liz, what an honor to meet you via this digital mean. I've actually um I'm actually I'm actually blown away by what you've said because the fact that you've just confirmed that I'm not going raving mad and that I'm not nuts. And it just it confirms that and I just reach out and say shake your hand and say bless you for that man because that meant, really meant a heck of a lot Thank because you. the fact that you have been there the fact that um not i have a book not that i met her but but uh, dan knows her. that's why i started at the beginning and i missed out joan Vion as well that would attend these meetings and liz the fact that you have been to the vatican you are absolutely right this voice needs to get louder and louder and louder and i am as frustrated i think as maybe as you are that people are not listening and dan you are absolutely right the faith that you know the faith that that is in the way of this is true bible believing christians they don't want that who because of the fact that you know God so loved the world that he sent his only son. It, it comes down to us, whoever, you know, uh, believes, believes it. It comes down to the ind- our individual. We are made in God's image, our individual relationship. He invites us into that. We all have a job to do. And what's fascinating, you quite rightly and I, when I was with you and I had that wonderful uh, talk with one of your dear friends, when I used a leanable rights and he turned around to me and complimented me on that. And it means a lot. At this conference, Liz, as well, they were just just chucking out our democracy, a threat to our democracy and all this kind of thing. And I have the reason why I reacted to wonderfully to what you said is because I am totally, utterly frustrated that people don't see this, and that I've suddenly had a wake-up call. You know, when you're getting, when you're getting conversation, when, you, when some people turn around to you and say, so what's wrong with the Pope going round meeting with all these uh, yeah. different religions <laughs> and faith? And I'm going, well, there's a heck of a lot wrong with it. And then we're called extremists. And then as you quite rightly, you turn around and say that in 2015, there you are with all these other scientists, with all these other experts, and they, you know, NASA, whatever, and the Pope and his team refuse. They refuse to talk to you. That says to me that this is a cult, that this uh, movement is extremely dangerous, and the fact that they're turning around and going, well, the whole thing of climate denial is over. I want to say from the bottom of my heart what an honor it is to be on this program with you because your voice is so important and others and man oh man do we we're screaming we're shouting you know my friend carl has been doing this for 35 years we we are we've just got to keep we've got i feel as though i'm a new kid on the block to some of this to be honest but we have just got to keep going and sound the alarm um because we are, fa- we are totally and utterly facing it. And while various people are going along to their social club that they call churches on a Sunday, they yeah. are not and I'm going to say it, they are not paying attention to what's going on and then you go along and you're trying to talk to people and they go, oh yes, don't worry, it's all okay. Well, it's not all okay. And I'm extremely concerned about it. And I'm extremely concerned that we are sleepwalking into this. And you said it brilliantly. We are called to raise the alarm and we are called to push back. And at the end of the day, it is the gospel. And that is, you know, we're get we're trying to get out there front and center. What you were describing about Chicago, that's the other reason I react to, because I just thought, fantastic. You see this. You named all those individuals. You know, Bill Ayers, let's launch uh, Barack Hussein Obama's uh, career on my couch in a flat, Maritana did Nadine Dawn. Let's just remind ourselves the weather underground that went around putting bombs around America. And sadly, I think one particular policeman, maybe more, got killed. Mm. This is appalling. We must not forget this. And of course, as you would say, it struck me, because of the incredible people I, w- I was with the indoctrination through universities. Yeah. We've, we discussed this infinitum, the whole thing of academia. And then suddenly within the UK as well, it suddenly after the COVID pandemic and nonsense, this all came out full speed within our uh, institutions at home, every single institution has been invaded with a Marxist collectivist ideology. And that is why the church during the whole pandemic of nonsense in the UK was an utter disgrace, was an utter disgrace because they could not, they then accepted this collectivist worldview. They accepted what the government was telling them. And their interpretation of Romans 13 is something that I profoundly, Disagree with, and that is why America exists. If I may, if I may say, I'm just going to be quiet. But I, just, I cannot say this enough. What an honour to be here to hear you talk about what you then found at the Catholic Church. And somehow we have got to so so encourage each other and find that energy to get this louder and louder and louder, because I do not think that this subject is being addressed properly, because it's how they have then created the situation to take this country down. And mm-hmm. believe it, and that that upsets me very, very much.
2: Well, as a matter of fact, you mentioned something that's important, the pandemic. Um, there were a couple of things that were shut down. Uh, Many small businesses were shut down, but churches were shut down. And uh, they didn't shut down strip clubs. They didn't shut down Walmart, but somehow they had to shut down all the churches. This is obviously part of a much bigger plan. Liz,
4: Well, you know, Dan, that was Pope Francis who mandated all the churches be closed. That was Pope Francis who mandated that everybody take the jab. It was it was Pope Francis who met with Albert Burla of uh, Pfizer and the Moderna CEO and um, all all the rest. You know, he had a major health conference with all the um, people pushing the COVID agenda with Tony Fauci um, and who did he meet with last week? He met with Bill Clinton and Alexander Soros, and who did he meet with a few months ago? Uh, what's her name? De Rothschild, Linda mm-hmm. Rothschild. I mean, this—you know—he may talk about mercy, he may talk about the poor, but this is a globalist moving. His role, and El Gore said this was the role that Pope Francis played. El Gore could not provide the moral voice for the environmental movement. Neither could Leo DiCaprio provide the moral voice. But then they knew, they knew when they elected him, they knew that Jorge Bergoglio would provide the moral voice for the environmental movement. And he almost immediately, encyclical after encyclical, conference after conference, inviting all these radical environmentalists. He wasn't interested in dialoguing with the other side. He was interested in pushing the UN agenda and invited in Gutierrez, invited in um, the head of the UN. And and frankly, frankly, in my opinion, Jeffrey Sachs ran the Vatican's UN ECHO environmental agenda for the last five and a half, six years. He made wrote the documents and provided the platform that the Vatican gave. Now, remember, this is the same Vatican that one of the bishops from the Vatican, who is close to Jeffrey Sachs, said the country that best reflects the social justice teaching of the Catholic Church is China.
1: I mean, I it's, I
4: you cannot, you cannot, this is beyond, beyond the, and, and so um, we're going back, you'll be happy to know, um, we're going back um, in October, the end of October to, you know, the conservative Catholics, traditional Catholics in the United States are united against Francis, they're vocal against Francis, they have battled. Um, their bishops and their cardinals and the papacy um, over all these issues and calling him out. And you know, the great thing, really, Mark and Dan, this is what I really, you know, this is an opportunity for us to educate, myself included. I didn't know anything about the environment, I knew very little about Marxism. I knew, you know, you know, my, the, I never read the great popes who are battling, um, modernism. I've now become up to speed. I didn't, I had no idea what was going on in the UN sustainable development goals. It, you know, curls my hair that, you know, that I have to sit here and read this stuff, but I've been educated and so can other people. Um, they can be educated. And, you know, I, I believe that this is our test, that Christ is really testing us. And at our judgment, he's going to say, "Did you love me? Did you fight for me? Did mm-hmm. you fight for my church? Um, and did you fight for the children? I mean, mm-hmm. that because this is all about depopulation. this is they want, and they've said so. Paul Ehrlich, who by the way, Paul Ehrlich, the author of the population bomb nineteen sixty nine he spoke at the Vatican as an honored guest twice. I thought he was dead. dead. And um, so, I mean, and and we know that the bottom line is they feel that the carrying capacity of the earth is 500 million people, not... 8 billion, or we're close to 8 billion, but 500 million. Now, COVID, you know, just was kind of a a drop in the bucket. Um, But in abortion is just a drop in the bucket. Um, And now we have the new ideology, the gender mutilation of our children that will have a great impact on fertility. So there's starving people denying us um, fossil fuels, uh, you know, relying on windmills in a place where there's no win, um, that all those things go to the ultimate agenda, which is, uh, reducing the population, um, uh, of, so that the oligarchs and not the people can determine our lives.
2: Mm-hmm. Very much. Uh, Liz, I, I see that, uh, Alex Newman is on and I wanted, Alex, I'm going to give you an opportunity to, uh, uh, ask Mark about the conference. Uh, I, you have not met Liz Yore. Liz is a very, very good friend from Chicago. Uh, Liz worked with uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey. She was with uh, the group, uh, the uh, Illinois Department of Children and Family Services. She was their lead counsel. She is an attorney and she's been fighting against child trafficking worldwide for decades. And uh, Liz is really a super, super sharp lady. She she was talking a little earlier about one of her several trips to the Vatican where she was invited specially by uh, Pope Francis and where she observed firsthand the marxification of the vatican and the the uh uh, uh, cardinals the church of uh cardinals and how this whole thing has really really changed and become uh now the catholic church is actually entertaining paganism uh through uh gaia worship and some really weird things Anyway, I, I thought she would be a great uh, a, a great asset to the program. This is an opportunity to uh, kind of meet her as well because I know you've got a great uh, article plan for the New American, and I think you probably have another one maybe for uh, also for the Epoch Times. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome to the program, Alex. Uh, go ahead and ask whatever questions uh, you want, and I'm sure that... Uh, that Mark and Liz would be happy to answer in any way they can.
0: Oh Well, thank you so much, Dan. It's great to be here. Great to see you, Mark, and nice to meet you, Liz. You um, uh, Liz, uh, I have a question. I just talked to a guy recently. Um, his name is uh, Thomas Hampson, and uh, he also is from Illinois, and uh, he worked uh, against child trafficking, and he worked a lot with um, the Illinois state government for years. Do you know him?
4: He worked with me.
0: Oh, okay. Fantastic. Um, well, it's very, very great to meet you and, uh, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, Mark, great to see you. So, um, how was the conference? Do we have a one world religion yet? Should we all bow down?
3: Well, we have a problem. Um, Alex, great to, great to see you and it was great to see you in person the other week. Um, and I'll tell you what, Liz, Liz is amazing this we we all need us in the same room i think we need a separate conference on all of the on all of these issues to be quite honest i think we have a an absolute this lady is amazing it's such a privilege to meet her on here alex look here we go so the world the world parliament of religions manual look how look how uh, thick that is you'll be aware of very aware of how some of these people think um you know by attending the faith-based divestment from fossil fuel seminar and all of this kind of thing and various people throwing around you know donald, donald trump's the antichrist and putin is the antichrist and we need to get rid of fossil fuels and all of this and basically the pagan worship that was that i absorbed and everything the fact that, that alex you know there's a seminar on how to use psychedelic drugs so that you can find God. Idiots like Richard Raw. We have to, I believe, map out and name these people. Because you, you said something to me that um, I think was very important when we met the other week, when you're about how the new age has literally invaded the church and you have concerns about that as i do and in many ways some people are, are not aware the you know how these people set an agenda and they just keep going so the agenda is this no one can discuss ever again uh, climate change it's a done deal if you deny it no you must be you must be uh, burned at their their, uh, their stake or whatever um, They will not have any discussion on those issues. The fact that they are absolutely um, trumpeting the fact that, uh, you know, the Biden administration, et cetera, et cetera. They are trumpeting all of that. You know about the political streams that, that are going on all at the same time. There were only 11 of us there, Alex, only 11 of us. If Liz was free, she would have been there. If you were free, you would have been there. Why are buses not turning up full of Christians from local Bible-believing churches attending this? Why are they not being aware of this? That's another issue that I, that I would uh, raise very much. Politically, let's throw this out. I was saying to Dan, so the mayor of San Antone, Texas, was there. I can't think of his name, of Compassion USA, turns around (laughs) and says, it's not, yeah, absolutely. Turns around and goes, it's not for us to ask for people's papers. It's up to us to ask how we can help. Well, there's half a million illegal immigrants over the last two years that have gone into San Antonio alone. So, Alex, that is on the the agenda. They... um, yes the whole genocide thing is on the agenda but more importantly you and i as bible believing christians who have, who believe that jesus is our lord and savior we are reaching the point of being this hate group that they are pushing out we are then seen as the extremists and i don't i i don't think i'm using hyperbole this is the next thing constant Constant. There was even a seminar on white nationalism and all this kind of thing. You can see the language. You are very aware of that language. You can see the language that is being pushed, the programming, etc., etc. And they, they, um, you know, they just believe that uh, they will have their, you know only 500 million people on the earth, of course, is genocide, that everything, they've got this utopian dream, um, and that everything is going to be absolutely fine. Well, as I've heard you say, I don't think so, basically. I mean, I'll just finish. The, The thing is, Alex, there are one or two people there where that's why we're there as well. There is evangelism going on. Which is really, really interesting. And I, I just want to give you talk about a seminar that now two friends of mine did who were from our group. They then did a seminar on abortion without calling it abortion, and then create and then had a fascinating discussion with one or two people in the room. And this in the end, this woman stood up and said, I am as far left with all the issues coming as possible. But upstairs, I have a pro-life st- stand. I am against abortion. My mouth went on the floor, and I went, wow. Because I then thought, if we weren't there, if Don and Bill were not, and they are guests that you need on your show, that if they were not there, if we were not there engaging with these people, we wouldn't have heard that conversation. However, the denial the acceptance when people are walking around with like a rope, a little um, scarf, like the Church of England ministers on my side of the pond wear, or Presbyterians, and there is every single religion badged on it. <laughs> oh my goodness, we do really have a problem, Houston, big time. <laughs> so it's a mi- Alex, it's this mindset, and then of course we have got the 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 Rick Warrens on the one hand, you've got the Richard Raw, who are encouraging people to take psychedelic drugs and all this, and then I think Warren's links with the Council of Foreign Relations, et cetera. You know all that, but this has absolutely permeated the church, and people don't know about it, and I don't even know if people care about it. There are my thoughts.
2: Mark, yeah. I'm going to ask you, and... Um, if you would illumin- uh, uh, illuminate how many different uh odd religions or groups that you ran into at at this event would you uh can you kind of describe some of the pagan and like you said you had a a, a meeting where a witch came into the room and was mm-hmm. would you talk about that a little bit
3: well i attended some uh the Gaia worshipping uh, ceremony, we were on the outside uh, worshipping this, uh, sorry, they're worshipping Mother Earth, basically. So you've got a load of that going on. There was one seminar when one of the most powerful, as they, they would call it, powerful witches of America turned up and all that. You have then got, of course, the Baha'i faith, every single Eastern uh, Eastern religion that you could think of. You then have got the Masons there, the whole caboodle—you've got the there was the Catholic. Liz, there's some kind of Catholic uh, church uh, outreach there as well, with the cardboard cutout of the Pope. Whatever, ever flavor that you can imagine, that flavor was there. You know, veganism, the whole thing, every single thing that you that you can think of was there. There was no stand from a Bible-believing Christian pointing, saying that uh, there is only one way to God and salvation is in Christ. There was no one who had that stand because that would be an anathema to them because it's then not inclusive. So Dan, without, you know, of course, Islam, et cetera, et cetera, um, various uh, groups from India, whatever, whatever flavor that you can imagine, and it goes into... A minimum of must be twenty-five, thirty, etc. Um, is there? But the occult influence—the fact that people there's a gentleman called Matthew Fox who used to be a Franciscan um, yeah. monk—and yeah. uh, Liz, you'll be aware. Thank you, thank you, thank you for confirming these things because I then you know is trying to get the facts right, and I really appreciate that very much. So Matthew Fox, very dangerous Franciscan monk these people have quite a lot to answer for comes out of then and then he's organizing gaia worshiping ceremonies that basically i thought to myself do you know what they might as well just put put an old disco track on and just gone and enjoy themselves i mean it was to me it was just <laughs> total and athlete, totally and totally utterly bonkers then you have got this whole thing of um the east my understanding carl explained this to me so within the Eastern Star, the female, you know, branch of uh, masonry, they would then pull out a rug, and on that rug would have a pentagram. So there was a few. There was one big rug there, and other things of labyrinths and all this kind of thing. A total and utter mixture that is not Christ at all. That is, you know, that this our 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 faith is not is not there at all. It's not, you know, the last thing they want is Bible believing Christian.
2: Did they have any, uh, openly, uh, Luciferian Satanists that spoke or uh, had a presence at the event?
3: Um, off the top of my head, and there are certain things I think, right. I'll give you an example, right? Not, Slightly answering that, but you then had a seminar on queer spirituality, <laughs> right? I'm just reading it here, it's on page 235 of this manual, right? Here it is, it's here. Um, so in other words, as we gather, as Liz, when Liz goes to these meetings in the Vatican. Alex is going to COP26, 27, etc., and other places. We are gathering this information. I mean, you wouldn't believe what is in this what is in this book, Dan. I don't know if we could find copies that they haven't sell, haven't sold, um, afterwards, because it would be worth trying to get this because it answers the your question. Um, absolutely. So I would say with certain actions, certain things that came about, um, I would say no. That that is a anything of that is a cult. If you're worshiping Gaia and all the rest, I'll give you just read out one more. Alexander Russell Webb, the making of the Yankee Muslim ambassador to the 1893 Parliament convening. Does anyone know about this? Does anyone actually know about that i mean liz may know the history of this alex might i, I need to go down the rabbit hole and uh, look at this i'll give you another example ancient maya healing fire ceremony is that if that is not a cultic <laughs> i don't know i don't wow. know what it is the thing is is that we um uh, female leaders from uh, Cowardire and Sikhism, who fought for religious freedom. There's an interesting discussion there. Um, church, synagogue, and public square, lessons from American Christian Jewish relations. Okay. Climate action, all that can help. Um, I, I could go uh, religious persecution of the LGBTQ community and steps to end it. I I am not going to go through the whole manual and read it. <laughs> but hopefully, and I, you can see I'm quite fired up about this. One of them is because you have Liz and Alex on this show and I'm going, I'm not mad. Um, and I am fired up because other people are not fired up. So many people do not know that this is going on. They are totally and utterly totally blind to it. And also, if you do raise it, you are then seen as, as, uh, as a, uh, a complete extremist. So I'll just read you this, Dan. This gives you another idea. Achieving justice, that word, and equity, the other word they love to throw around, in a, colonized, in a colonialized world, a Baha perspective.
4: You know, I think, yeah. you know, um, Dan, this is important. Linguistics are very important. And Francis has been doing this a lot. Um, One of his encyclicals was the, um, uh, he talks about the cry of Mother Earth. Mother Earth is groaning, uh, giving human Mm -hmm. qualities to nature. Now, this is a man who has been absolutely silent with the genocide of the Uyghurs and underground church in China. This man has been silent about the butchering and genocide of Christians and Catholics in Nigeria and Sudan and all over Africa. Absolutely silent. But he hears the cry of Mother Earth. Now, if you're not a critical thinker, you think, oh, that sounds on oh, the groaning of Mother Earth. Oh, yes, of course, she's groaning because, you know, we're dropping plastic straws in the water. And the other thing that they're doing, and this is very subtle, I took all the, the terms used in Francis's documents using the word common. He's used common home, our common home, our common global features, our common work, our common inheritance, our common effort, our common good, our common dignity, our common mission. Communism, people, this is what it is. Com, you know, our com, again, it kind of pulls at the heartstrings. Yes, we all have this shared vision, the only vision for mankind is the beatific vision of Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior and um and this is the absolute destruction, suppression of Genesis, all the messages of Genesis. And we're seeing this in the LGBTQIA++ movement. And Francis is now in October with the Synod on Synodality, is going to be embracing the whole LGBT movement under the rubric, and this is linguistics again, of being inclusive and merciful. Mm-hmm. And so um you know your average person average american oh yes they want to be inclusive they want to be merciful they want to dialogue but You know, you pull. What does that mean? That means that the sisters of perpetual indulgence who, um, you know, have drag queen shows, who twerk in front of children, who strip in front of children are going to be walking into our churches and into our holy masses and going to be teaching in our schools because we will have a papal document that says that this group needs to be included in our religion. So um, you know the language, in Alex. You know I've learned this from you. I've been, I've read many of your articles, which just it just awakened me in so many respects. Is that we have to be critically looking at the language because the language triggers the underlying um, agenda. Mm-hmm. You know the language is meant to um, put, suck us in, um, and they because they don't speak the truth. They don't. Jesus Christ is the truth. Um, and so, um, you know, that's what I want. You know, these are the kind of things that I learned along the way that when I see others using, and now they're all using common good, common life, common mission, common dignity. No, no, we are unique individuals made in the image and likeness of God almighty. And, um, while, um, While all of us are the same, each of us is unique. And this is not a common common experience where we will all submit to the oligarchs in the state and subsume our identity, our beliefs, our hopes, and our dreams, and just follow lockstep. That's where they're going. um, And they're using it, you know, and they know, they know, they know that they have to use religion because they know deep in everybody's soul even if it's it's tarnished and and lost deep in their soul everybody searches for that spiritual. And so the new world order has to provide that. And um, because if they suppress all the religions, all the major religions, people will be floundering. So they will give them their new ro- world religion, which is oh. the my Ma- god gayama. Ga- Ga-
2: and, and and Liz, in that, they really want to steal our soul because you said something very important. The difference between humans and, and all the other biological species is that we have a soul. And they are trying to steal that soul because if they do that, then they will control humanity and we will be nothing but uh, basically educated apes.
4: That's right. That's right. That's right.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And you know, it's um, this queer, queer spir- spirituality, um, mm-hmm. all this language that they're using. All this language, it is, it is propaganda because propaganda has to create their own language. Don't they, they can't use the language that we're all familiar with. So, um, you know, this is Francis now has his synodal church. Nobody can define what a synodal church is, but it's the replacement for the Catholic church and um, it's the new world order. And he has surrounded himself with both Freemasons with pedophiles and with globalists. That's who he surrounded himself with. That's who are those are the people who are making mm-hmm. the decisions in the Catholic Church at the highest level. Um Liz, and
3: sorry. You know. sorry. I've just, Liz, um, it's like if you wrote a book about this, what would happen? It's as though we need to map all these relationships that these people have. What you have just explained to me, I just think Wow, you know, people are not seeing this at all. So if we if we map this out, if we gave like all the different names and worked out where they would join, I think I just think this is so so important. And what you're saying about language, and of course Alex Constant talked about that of how then. It gets into the mindset. It gets into the cultural shift of no, we're gonna, we're now gonna push this in 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 this direction. Alex said, "Do we have a one-world religion coming?" Yes, we do. That, as in the fact that that is what they want. They've already made this decision. They already have their agenda, and then they're just pushing it through. And you're absolutely right in the fact that they have to use faith because then they turn when those of us turn around and go, "No, this is wrong," and then they jump on us and go as i said earlier you're an extremist why can't you be loving it's all about love i'm sorry with without being rude i just want to go and i'll find a sick bag and i've just had enough and and we have to say it how it is because people are not waking up to this and i i just praise god that you are it's like with Alex, you know, we're attending these things. We have got to more and more people have got to do that. We need the outlets to explain this even more because the hour is so late. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Liz, you you mentioned and maybe Alex would be interested in this because you do write. You're you're an attorney, you're very accomplished as a writer. Um you are planning on attending another uh, opportunity to visit the Vatican this year. Is that correct?
4: Yes, because Francis is having his um, Synod on Synodality, um, which will be laying the groundwork um, for the inclusion and acceptance of a couple things. I think one, the LGBT um, blessing of um, homosexual relationships. Um, It will also be, Um, blessing, a new mass of enculturation, which will include um, for the Maya and Southern Church in Latin America and Central America, um, many of the features of the uh, the Mayan mass, which are frankly, clearly Mayan pagan um, rituals, pagan rituals. Their God is not our God they have a god of the sun of the moon of the corn of the maize of the of the water that that's their god um their jesus christ um, is one of many saints. It is not their Lord and Savior. I mean, people, and you know, obviously, I didn't know any of this. I had to dig. Deep. I had to read because I was so um, shocked by what Francis was doing. Um, and this is the thing for everybody, no matter what your religion is. And this is what I've come to late in life. You know, as you. Watch and protect your children and your family. You watch their friends. You watch, you know, where they go to school. You check their homework. You, you must do the same about your church. We have to be the watchmen of our church and, and and of our own faith. We we have to, you know, our faith is Christianity, you can never plumb all the depths of it. Ever. Um, But you have to continue to educate so that when the false prophets come up, like, you know, Francis or the Antichrist or whoever shows up, you will be able to recognize them because you've studied it. And, you know, that's it's like a layer of protection. And this is what I learned when I was investigating clergy abuse, sex abuse of children. I realized that one of the reasons why it flourished for decades is because people were not paying attention. They weren't listening to their children. Um they were, you know, you know just thinking that, you know, Father O'Murphy couldn't do such a thing. Um and because people weren't paying attention because uh cops and police weren't prosecuting. um, Judges weren't prosecuting. uh, State's attorneys were covering up. Everybody was covering up for these evil men and not protecting the children. And, And it wasn't just the bishops who were covering up. It was this whole line of people in authority. And parents need to First and foremost, protect their children, but they have got to start paying attention to what's going on in their government and what's going on in their church because the churches have been totally co-opted.
0: You guys, I I wanna follow up with uh, all three of you. I'd love to get uh, get you guys on my programs. Uh, This stuff is fascinating. You know, the the religious thing, I just spoke about it at the Red Pill Expo in Des Moines, and and it's all kind of coming together. You know, it's getting more and more open. they actually, speaking of Mayan gods and goddesses, they opened the, um, I believe it was 2010 or 2011, UN Climate Summit in Cancun with a prayer to the Mayan goddess Ixchel who they said was the goddess of the moon and creativity. And I whipped out my laptop, and the first thing that popped up when I put it into Google, I was still using Google back then, was uh, this is the goddess of cannibalism and war and human sacrifice. And I thought, wow, that's a really appropriate way to open up this UN climate. Summit, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, we're going to sacrifice the poor um, or the climate gods. But uh, hey, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. It's wonderful to connect. And uh, Dan, if you don't mind, I'd, I'd love for you to send me uh, Liz's contact information so I can follow up with her. And uh, Mark, I will plan to talk to you soon. And God bless you guys. Thank you for what you're doing. And let's uh, let's keep exposing this stuff. Um, you know, we've got to stand for the truth and uh, religion is being weaponized uh, in, in a horrific way. So uh, we got to keep fighting. So thank you, guys.
2: Well, you're thank welcome, you. Alex. And incidentally, I I, I think uh, if if Liz is going to be making this uh, uh, journey to the Vatican, you may want to set up an opportunity to maybe have her uh, do something for the new American. Yep, absolutely. But certainly, Jack McManus is a traditional Catholic uh, and is an absolutely very devout man and has written quite a few things about uh, how the church has been debased. So this would be an important article for the New American.
0: Yep, absolutely. Uh, and we uh, uh, quite a few traditional Catholics on the editorial staff, including all the way up to the editor in chief. So.
3: Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, uh, Alex, I'm, I'm just trying to put. I will put some words together. Uh, in regard to uh, what I've observed at the Parliament, etc., So I'll send it your way. All right. Fantastic. All right. Thanks, guys. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Dave. All right.
2: Thank Cheers you, Bye. Um, all
3: all that-
2: right. Mark, I, I can't help but think that uh, bringing Liz to this discussion was an incredible blessing to all of us because of. Absolutely. Her Absolutely. With no, the Mark. Vatican.
4: I am. I. I'm all ears about what you saw, heard. Your your judgment, your discernment, um, is just so valuable. Um, you know, it just, you know, it's so fascinating to hear what they were up to. I'm glad that the um, you know, hopefully somebody was uh fo- following their um programming and messing it up. Um, that's good to hear. But it's Oops. um. You know, all these titles, I think if we could, if we could ever list all the titles of the, uh, you know, the breakout groups, that would be just fascinating um, because you're right. We need to know who these people are. They need to be identified. So if they pop up at, you know, a Catholic conference, you know, we know immediately who they are. Um, And, um, you know, uh, Pope Francis had you know, the Pachamama, the goddess of fertility, this naked wooden statue. Um, and um, he immediately said, oh no, it's it's the mother of God, you know, this, and of course it wasn't. Um, anybody who looked up, you know, did a Google of Pachamama found it's the, the pagan goddess of fertility. Um, and brought him, as I said earlier, brought him into the Vatican. That's one of those kind of moments where there's a yes. line of sand where where you say no more, and I will not remain silent anymore. Not that I've been silent, but it was, you know, they, the, as you know, the leftover places hand, doesn't it? Always.
3: Oh, I, 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 absolutely, and that's why I cannot say it enough. It's an absolute delight to meet you by the screen because I'm just going, and I do feel emotion about it because when you're saying, Thank you for what you're saying, you're just confirming things and you're confirming the fact that my observations were absolutely correct, Yes. right? And it's a bit like, I joke about it, but it's like this mouthy Londoner says it, a load of people won't listen, and then eventually, then someone else like you and others come along and it just confirms it and you're going, hello, I'm over here now. You know, and it's not about that recognition. (laughs) What I'm saying is, is that we all have different ways to put it over, different ways to put the truth over. And I am so, I am personally so grateful for you saying that, because the other thing is, in regard to the Pope, you know, how much of the Jesuit background have we looked into? How much of his background in Argentina, etc., have we really looked into? I think there are some very, very serious, various things, maybe involving nightclubs, not quite sure, that he need, we need to be... Investigating, and I think, no, I mean, there was an amazing. I was with an amazing team of ten people that I, I call. Um, I didn't realise ten of us were going to be there. So, such a blessing, of 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 God's crack guerrilla evangelists. Getting under there, getting the information, and some people have been at this a long, long time. But listing all this, you're right. I mean, when it's people like Richard Raw, this complete nutcase, you knew, you knew uh, Matthew Fox when I, I mentioned that name. The, these people are nasty to me. This is evil. You don't start pushing all this different agenda. But you're absolutely right. You said it brilliantly when it said about how they are lo- using faith and. I want to address something slightly different, but it does tie in. And I'm going around this country at the moment. I'm upset when I meet the apathy.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, at some point, to be honest, it's nearly driving me to tears. I am, I am angry about that. And it's the apathy, and I feel I'm grieving uh, for a country that I passionately believe in and I've said I've said this to dear Dan and Alex as well another friend unless you as a foreigner unless you come into America spend time and start to get under its skin, you do not understand it. So get out of New York, get out of F.A., get out of Washington, move around, come into what that disgusting word of the flyover states, and get to grips with what is going on and then realize spiritually, as you said, the spiritual powerhouses like of Chicago we think of Nancy Pelosi, the Clintons, the Obamas, Billairs, and all the rest. Spiritually, what is that saying there? Why aren't we addressing that? We have the same at home. We are, Why aren't we addressing that? And you said it brilliantly where you're talking about the pagan roots. The UK is basically ready to explode with paganism. Mm-hmm. It's happening. They are, they are really our roots. And sadly, as I said earlier, every single negative culture change that comes out of California influences the world and has influenced um, my country. So if you take a church, if you take the church leader, Bill Highballs and their church at that time, who then turn around and go, oh, we made a mistake. We should have spent, I know he's made some mistakes, but we should have made, we should have spent millions of dollars on encouraging people to Basically, we should have just asked them to go and read the Bible themselves and work out their relationship with God. And I'm going, Oh, really? After you've spent all these millions of dollars following this, following that, it's getting back to that, getting back to that basic basics. But I am, um, it's the subtlety, Liz. It's the subtlety. And people don't know that. That is what is also grieving me as well. But do they, you know, do they not? I need to, I want to link you up with Carl Tigre. I think it's as though we need to have our own cleanery. Mm -hmm. We really do. We're talking about, we're talking about this. Sorry.
4: This is is my thought. I think COVID, the positive about COVID was woke up a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And it was so frightening, so terrifying um, that it drove a number of people back to their faith. I think, I think there has been an awakening, but well, I also, but I also agree, I also agree that there's a huge amount of apathy, right? There's only one general, you know, in, in a battalion, Christ only had 12 apostles and, and they all abandoned him when he was carrying his cross. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be that band, that small band of brothers and sisters fighting, um, uh, speaking truth to power. Um, we um, in the Catholic Church, we had one bishop um, who was excommunicated, Bishop um, uh, Athanasius, um, after you know fighting, fighting the Pope, fighting all the bishops, fighting the world himself um, against Arianism. So it only takes one, um, but we have many more than one. And I do think, thank you, Tony Fauci, Joe Biden, and the rest of you. Um, America is waking up. They're not mm. buying what their government is telling them. Mm-hmm. They're looking deeper. They're um they're looking for answers. And you know, when you go looking deeper and looking for answers, by necessity, the Holy Spirit is going to bring you back I to mean. roots, I right? Mean. And I mean, that's obviously my prayer. And those of us who've been fighting, I mean, it's it's a real battle to, you know, keep your 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 sense of you know happiness and and not to get depressed and not to you know throw your hands up and say you know why me Lord, um, but I think um, it's worth it. The battle is absolutely it's for the future of our children and our grandchildren, um, and it's there's no mistaking you you saw the enemy, you yes. saw
3: you yes saw, you know, I, I was in absolutely liz i was in i described it i was in the death star i was inside the death (laughs) star and then suddenly um miraculously i won't talk about it yet but in some ways but um we ended up well we'll we ended up at carl and i ended up at this meeting and i think it was it was god's hand this round table of the great and the good and um That was really interesting to be in a situation, uh, Dan, Liz, when they say we're all under Chatham House rules. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I went, really? This is interesting. I won't reveal too much now. But on the other hand, then there was someone there from the UK that was interesting. Um, There was Obama's uh, ambassador of faith, when he was appointed there, um, I thought mm, this is really, really interesting. Here we are, the Death Star, now we're all under Chatham House rules. And I suppose <laughs> what it is, is that you and I, not, well, I ignored it, but you and I, um, we're talking about some of this, or we're reading stuff about this, and then suddenly, Liz, as you're quite rightly, I was then in the middle of of the Death Star, seeing, as a dear friend of mine said, Seeing people or hearing people talk about not genocide openly, but it's going it's going that way mm-hmm. and questioning the amount of people on earth. Um, Dan, I, I want to say to you, you know, I've had the privilege to be on this show quite a number of times and host it. I think this is one of the most important shows we've, I've ever been able to do. And because we are the alarm, this is real. And we're sounding the alarm and I, I am feel very privileged to meet Liz because of her inside knowledge to go there and go, well, this is what's going on. And that's why we're talking about, we need to name these people. We need to find out what routes, what is going on, where are they coming from and to track them. And it does, it does need, you know, it does mean there's a lot of energy um, that we in fact need to, uh, need to in fact do that. For me, when I go back home, and I'm listening to people go, oh, you're telling me there's a planned agenda? Uh, yes. You actually want to know about it? Uh, I don't know. Well, this is what's happening. It mm-hmm. becomes very, very boring to keep absolutely keep saying that. But Not we must- really.
2: Not really, Mark. There's nothing no. boring about that. Now, I'm going to ask Liz, because this is something that would fascinate you. I'm going to ask Liz. Um, you went to the Vatican because you were involved with Oprah's program on human trafficking. You worked in South Africa, all over the world, really, uh, to try to stop human trafficking and pedophilia. I want you to describe some of the things that you could identify and things that became obvious to you when you were at the Vatican. First of all, you went... Uh, when Benedict was pope, originally, right?
4: No, no. I I went only six months after Francis became pope, and um, and Mark, I identify with what you said because I I initially my brother who was educated by Jesuits said, "Listen, I don't trust him," <laughs> because he knew Jesuits. Mm-hmm. I was initially, yeah. oh my gosh, he's talking about my my subject. <laughs> so I went, and when I was there, I was like, "Am I?" Really assessing this, right? Am I? Do I trust my? Yeah. Insta- I'm in the yeah. Vatican, and yeah. I'm hearing things. And finally, a friend who was there said, "Are we the only pro-lifers here? Now we're in the we're inside the Vatican, and that was like just like you. Like I was like, oh, I'm not crazy. <laughs> this I am a you know this I am an enemy territory in the Vatican." Um, And so, with respect to human trafficking, I mean, you know, the invasion in the border in the United States, we probably have 8 million people. This is, in my opinion, a civilization kill shot. It's Mm -hmm. it's absolutely, they're they're out to destroy this country. I don't know how we're going to survive it, um, because we have another two years of this administration. We had 250,000 cross the border last month alone. Mm -hmm. We have... You know, probably well over 100,000 missing unaccompanied minor children, which is a human trafficking nightmare of extraordinary concerns. They are literally, and Mark, I don't know if you've heard this, but Catholic charities and the Biden administration are literally dumping hundreds of thousands of unaccompanied minor children with sponsors, that are not related to them. They have not vetted them. There's no background check. They haven't at all. No, They're just dumping children with total strangers, most of whom are illegal aliens themselves. Now, what I know is predators go where vulnerable children are. And we have you know, possibly, I don't know, more than a million vulnerable children in this country that have just crossed the border in the last two years. I, you know, I know because I talk to people in Sweden, I talk to people in the UK, um, I know what's going on because of the migrant crisis starting in 2015 and continuing now. It is civilization destruction, civilization genocide. Um, and But we can't talk about it, and the media is covering it up. Right, um, and we are going to see the absolute collapse of education, healthcare, um, society, mm-hmm. social justice, social services in this country, the likes of which we're already seeing. You know, massive rapes of children, incredible violent crimes of illegal aliens who just arrived, just mm-hmm. arrived. It's only going to get worse. There's, you know, the housing crisis, on and on and on so human trafficking um you know joe biden surprise surprise a man who likes to sniff children's hair um philiac the trichophiliac trichophiliac, there's a sexual fetish um is um facilitating human trafficking of the like we've never seen so you know I, i can't even talk about it because i i don't even know how we're going to even tackle it i have no idea unless vast majorities are deported back. And that would take, you know, a Donald Trump, I think. Um, And so um, it's, but when I went to the Vatican, I had the same experience as you did. I was like, I was just, you know, Francis always says, God, there's God of surprises. Well, boy, was I surprised when I got to the Vatican, how quickly it changed from Benedict, who, um, who would who, who my scientist told me was very open to having a debate on the issues of climate change, um, went from Benedict to Francis, and in a New York minute, changed like that. Um, and so what I had to do, what I had to do is really start researching and following everything that went on in the Vatican, Stop doing all my work and just, and that's when I realized um, what was happening, that the takeover, the globalists had taken over, maybe even chosen Jorge Bergoglio to be mm-hmm. Pope. Um, yeah. and so um, here we are 10 years later, um, and, you know, there are the Catholics are waking up to him. I have to say, my evangelical friends told me a long time ago, Liz, your Pope's a Marxist. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, after about two years, they recognized the handwriting on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're right.
2: So I told my wife that when uh, right after he became pope that uh, because he did have such a history of uh, you know socialism and Marxism and uh, it was it was uh, permeated his whole his whole program. Now I'm going to ask something to you, Liz, very directly. Uh, Did you see a? A change in the way that they dealt with pedophilia and human trafficking, because that's been a problem in the past. And you said that you thought he was covering up a lot oh, of. He
4: he he's promoted and protected his top people, um, many of whom have covered up for predators. Um, you know, out on the loggia when he became pope, um, off to his left was Cardinal Daniels of Belgium. One of the, you know, worst predator um, protectors um, in, in the European group of bishops and cardinals. Um, I was involved in the Julian Melissa case, which was a, I don't know, in Belgium. Um, these little girls started getting abducted off the street and it was a pedophile ring um, in Belgium. Um, apparently um, it, it involved people at the highest level of government, business, and the royal family. Um, and um, But Daniil's was, um, was found to have the autopsy files and police reports of these little girls who were ultimately murdered by this oh, wow. pedophile ring. Um, Daniil's was appointed by Francis to the synod on the family. Um, and, you know, I could go through a list of all these cardinals that he has appointed and, and bishops that have, you know, are either very gay friendly, um, protectors of pedophiles. Um, and um, he has done absolutely nothing in human trafficking. He has done absolutely nothing to clean up the church. All the things that he was supposed to do, it's only gotten worse. Um, but the media loves him because he's a globalist. And so the media will not. Um, examine his record or or his past as Mark's right. Mark is absolutely right. And the people of Argentina um, have not spoken out and they should. We need whistleblowers in Argentina to expose um, who Jorge Mario Bergoglio really is. So, um, I don't know. It's it's an ongoing battle. Sometimes I feel like we're not winning it or it but I'm not gonna give up fighting. And um he is just symptomatic of um a worldwide problem. But they got their guy. They got their guy yeah. in the Vatican. They got okay. their guy. Yeah.
3: It's a big problem. Uh, Dan- Dan, I just want to say that, no, it's not boring trying to explain things to people. What it is, is it's boring when the fact that it doesn't go into their thick skulls, <laughs> when you are shouting and shouting and shouting. I can't say this enough. I feel so encouraged to have met, you know, Liz today by your show and hearing what she's that doing. Same, I way.
4: I feel the same way.
3: That, that, that is very kind of you. I mean, I'm I'm not a catholic if I could go into the vatican and be part of that and uh, and be a mole as well I would lo- I would love to uh, be able be able to go and the other thing I'll say to you and and I want to say to Dan to to connect with you you know we need to be praying for you for this trip Mm-hmm. And it's expanding. That there are others I know that will that will get behind you to pray about this. And it is such it's such an honor because actually what's going on is that we're being called to up our game within all the sphere of influences that we have. We're being asked to uh, up our game. And I, I, you know, I thank you for all all that you are doing. You made it very very plain. With this is civilization destruction. Mm -hmm. I couldn't have said it. I couldn't have unfortunately said terrible news any better. So thank you.
2: Mark, I think we are winning this and Liz. So don't, uh, don't feel bad. I, I feel honored. I feel blessed that we were born at a time that we can be in this battle the way we are. And we will ultimately win the battle now that doesn't mean that individually that we may be um you know be the ones that tip the scale but we will be part of the movement for sure that will do that i've got a a question uh you, you mentioned mark that you uh wanted to get back with uh Carl. I would really like to introduce Carl, uh, to Liz as well. Absolutely. Uh, That'd if, be if we do another program in September, yeah. Um, yeah. Liz, would you be interested on coming on? I'm because sure, you need to meet, uh, Carl Tykrib. He is, he's written a book and it's made something that you would really, really enjoy. It's, uh, It is a bit of a tome, but it's extremely well-written. It's called Game of Gods. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's about the whole New World Order, and uh, Carl is a very, very Christian man, so uh, very well-written, and I would recommend that you might want to uh, pick up a copy of that.
4: I will. I will. I'll get it. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about going. I got quite busy last week. Um, and I thought, well, you know, I need an exorcist after I go to the World Parliament of Religion. Yeah,
3: yeah I hear, you. I hear. You. Um, uh, well, we went, we went on your behalf. It's fantastic to then have this uh, this conversation. Um, but no, get get Carl get Carl's oh. book. Oh. I mean, it's a fantastic manual, and it is important about honouring our friends who have just been out there. Dan, I agree with you. Um, It is a privilege to be born at such a time as this and uh, in this fight. I also want to honour you, Dan, and it was fantastic to see you the other week because you have been in this fight for a long time. You've been doing this programme. But more importantly, it's how you connect people and you Mm -hmm. bring people together. And I think it is unbelievably unique skill that you have, and it is such a blessing. And again, I have an emotional reaction to that because it's about man, oh man, I'm not mad. It's costly for all of us, but we are not mad and we are all in this battle. Liz, it's been such an honor and a privilege to meet you today, so thank you. It's such
4: an honor, and you're absolutely right. Dan not only connects the dots, he connects people which is, you know, his God-given talent. And um, I'm absolutely honored to meet you. And thank you, Dan, for making that connection. I am eternally grateful.
2: Well, I'll be sharing all the uh, phone numbers and so forth, back and forth uh, between you and Alex and uh, certainly Mark. And probably I'll include... uh, Carl's uh, information in there as well. But if you would like to join us, I would love to have Carl is very, very scholarly in his approach to things. And uh, you'll see that when you read his book, it's a very, very thoughtful, uh, well-organized, basically expose of the whole new world order and how uh, techno-feudalism and uh, collectivism is all part of this game.
4: All right, Good.
2: Great. Right. Well, thank you again uh, for being our guest, uh, Connecting the Dots. I see that uh, uh, James is ready with uh, the campaign show. And uh, Liz, it's always a pleasure to talk to you.
4: It's great to see you. Have a wonderful Labor Day and Mark, I will see you soon. I'm sure. I'm sure. That'd
3: be, that'd be fantastic. Lovely to meet you. And God bless Incidentally, Mark.
2: incidentally yeah. you both do podcasts uh, on your own, and so I'm uh, sharing this information. Uh, you have a couple of really, really good new guests to come on your on your podcast.
3: <laughs> I love yeah, that'd it. Be great. <laughs> let's, let's remind you. Let's arrange
2: it. You will. Alrighty, All right, we will do it. Thank you both. From the
1: lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, oh, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston. New York to LA Where there's pride in every American heart And it's time we stand and say